0: Welcome to Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight. My name is Pete Wright, and I am joined today by Sean Coleman, our Chief Customer Officer. And today we're going to talk all about SEO and the fine art of SEO inside your firewall. Sean, thanks for taking the time to uh, educate us a bit. Yeah, no problem. Glad to do it. You're in Boston, right? I'm actually out of Raleigh, North Carolina. I was just going to say, you. I, I hear you. You open your mouth. You do not sound like... Uh, <laughs> A Bostonian?
1: Nope, definitely not. I've worked <laughs> with them for many years, so uh, I pull for the Patriots now and again, <laughs> as long as they're not as long as they're not playing the Panthers. But
0: um, there you yeah. go. All right, see that's the spirit. Now I feel like we're on even ground here. Uh, let's let's talk about SEO, search engine optimization. It's a bit of a sticky concept, right? It, it has kind of a a broad reputation. You know, you do a quick. Uh, online search for seo it doesn't take long to find things like you know seo tricks to land you on the first page of google ends up being this wild west for signal competition you know uh how do you how do you take this concept and apply it to intranets and portals where does this where this competition for signal looks a little bit different
1: right yeah i think i think that's a great point i mean i think i think one of the things that people need to recognize i mean seo is a is a huge topic and and i mean there's there's investment being made all around there's experts that are building whole consulting practices to work with people on you know optimizing their their web page or to go and, and go and find clients and, and bring them in and make sure that you know when you go to Google or you go to Bing your results are there so there's there 's a huge ecosystem that's that 's built up around that, and I think one of the problems is people people think that it's that 's an externally facing problem to be solved uh, while the concepts and ideas are apply equally you know internally uh, it 's not you know driving people to your website per se making sure that that Google gets your results in the top five. It's more of understanding that your internal content and what your people are looking for via your internet or whatever portal they're going to inside your application, uh, those things are. It's equally as important for those to be in the higher results, right? So, the document that they're looking for needs to show up in the top five.
0: Yeah, it's still there's still that same sort of competition for signal. It's just competition for the right document to rise to the right place at the right time.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, it's one of those things that. Needs to be thought of. People need to kind of understand it and know how the kind of the lessons learned from what we'd call external SEO or you know WWW SEO things that are done in the World Wide Web. To be done, you know, internally. I mean, one of the great examples that we always talk about is, uh, you know, a lot of people go to their internet and they search for holiday calendar. Sure. Uh, and they're going to be pretty frustrated if the holiday calendar isn't on the first page of the results. Uh, you you may find out that someone you know posted a document uh, talking about holidays and how they impact. a you know project schedule or did we apply the holiday calendar to here you know the question and answer maybe a discussion that was going on
0: or, or they end up getting the holiday calendar for 2002
1: <laughs> right it's a different year or right. a different office right, right so maybe right. they're you know they get the the you know european holiday calendar well so I'm in the US why in the world would it send me that much in the same way when you go to google and you look for hotel prices it's not offering you hotel prices in the country you don't live in Right. Because it knows who you are and it and it and is optimized for this is my this is the person that's asking, this is the information that I have. Here are the tags. So so I think the the real key is knowing that that there's that same level of expectation of when I search for something, you know, it should understand some of who I am. It should understand the documents that it's giving back to me, and there should be some marrying between what we know about those documents and what we know about the people and how those results are kind of optimized for the engine we're working in. Uh, very much the same way as we talk about SEO in the web, it applies equally to in the internet.
0: Okay, so it, this it sounds like this could get very complicated very fast, and I say that in the context of this. When we think about SEO, that's something that is owned by uh, the marketing team, the technical marketing team, the developer, like somebody who is who is actively Taking a role to make sure that this website is found, this content is found externally when you 're talking about i 'm I'm immediately going back to this conversation we had uh, with uh, dLA Piper and their massive massive uh, repository of of uh, documents and and uh, and what they go through to make sure that the right document is found at the right time. How is it that you go about making SEO internally? Not so complicated or uh, more approachable for end users. I assume they have more of a role in this process uh, as they are submitting documents into the into their intranet than uh, than the you know you would expect from an external uh, context.
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely the the responsibility gets shared right and and layered across you know multiple people. But I think that you know internally it's I actually view it as an easier problem to solve. Uh, Really, because the way that businesses operate and the things that they do, they kind of they kind of understand their business, right? DLA Piper is a great example. Uh, You understand that they're a law firm and they work on these types of cases and they have these types of lawyers and they have these types of practice groups. Uh, if you if you take the external SEO and why it's so complicated is because literally there are a million and one categories of websites and content that people are trying to share. So so how do you take you know a million things that aren't similar and and stack and rank them and return relevant results? That's a that's a big problem. It's why the marketing team owns it. It's why there's lots of you know people that are making good money on doing that. When you come to an internal organization, it's actually a little bit simpler. Because what you find out is uh, we understand our work product, we understand the outputs of our company, we understand how we work, and we understand that the people that are in here have certain roles and do certain things. Uh, The key is taking, you know, technology and having it, you know, enable your users. So provide them with tips and provide them with, you know, tools that make it faster uh, to do the things they need to make the search results. So a really good example of this is, I mean, you know, a lot of times it comes down to keywords, right? It comes down to, what are the kind of core concepts of this document uh, that allow people to to figure out what it's about uh, and and getting those keywords from a user people will find out is very difficult
0: well it's I imagine for from a <laughs> consistency standpoint alone uh, that would mm-hmm. be a nightmare
1: it, it is and one of the things that we found out is is that you know a lot of times people go well I'll just put a keyword field. When they submit a document, I'll ask them for the keywords, and you get you know a you know a, a hundred thousand varying responses. Um, yeah, you know, some people say, "Hey, that's a, a view of a crowdsourced taxonomy," and they'll make the argument that a crowdsourced taxonomy like that is actually more accurate than an inside built taxonomy. I I tend to go the other way that when, when you you know spend some time getting your high level taxonomy of you know. W- a tree of what kind of uh, work output you're doing, what kind of work byproduct you have, and where it structures, and and then giving someone a selection base to say what what, what type of document is this. Here's the seven types that we have. Oh, it's that type, uh, and then and then you can go even one level further through some tools that we have, our, our auto classifier specifically, which can actually look inside of the document. And it can pull out keywords and it can identify concepts and then suggest those as uh, keywords to the end user. A really interesting point on that is what we found is that if you ask someone for keywords and give them a blank field, it's very rare that they actually fill it out. They just, unless it's required, if it's required, they just put junk in it.
0: Yeah, but they uh, just go into vapor lock. I know that's right. my experience. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But if you suggest... And your suggestions are wrong, they're like nine times more likely to correct your suggestions than they ever were to fill it out blankly. So they're quickly to go, that's not right, what you just told me, this is what's right, than they are to fill in a blank form. So so leading them down the path, making some suggestions, even if they're not 100% right, a lot of times will get you, you know, a, a very a, a large increase uh, in the quality of the keywords that are coming out of your end users.
0: So, uh, can we talk a little bit more about that auto classifier? Because I, I one of the things that is so um, sort of beautiful about what the BA Insight tools allow you to do is is it, it provides this familiar sort of consumer centric uh, face on what uh, you know on on what people are doing in this arguably much more complex world of their work. Um, you know, they're they're used to searching, they're used to comparing, they're used to these things. Um, what are the what are the expectations that you have of users uh, beyond just sort of selecting their their tools? Any other any other sort of tools or traits as they enter data besides selecting the, the auto classified keywords that um, that you expect of them as they create and submit documents?
1: No, I mean, and that's that's the great you know aspect of the auto classifier because some people will say they're listening to this, and they're going, "Well, my users, even if you suggest they're just they're going to view that as a waste of time uh, or they're just going to you know try to go by it or they're going to complain about the time it took. The auto classifier can be as 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 completely light touch or invisible you can it can actually auto suggest keywords in the background and slap them to it. so if you say, hey, i can't insert anything into the work stream of you know law firms a great example." You know, our lawyers bill time, and any time that they're spent, you know, kind of mucking around with technology or not quite understanding this, they're gonna they're gonna complain. So we don't we don't want to put new requirements on them. Uh, that doesn't mean that you can't get quality metadata because you can build algorithms and you can build uh, rules that look into it and in the background apply those keywords to the document. Um, once keywords are applied, uh, either if the user verified, uh, user inputted themselves, or just done in the background. You'll actually notice the more things that you'll find in search and then the more kind of tuning that will be done, uh, you know, you're providing an ability for your end users to provide feedback of this was the fourth result. It really should have been the first result. Um, Once you have the keywords that are showing up in there, you'll start identifying some of those things that it really should have gotten tagged as this as well. And that's feedback that kind of closes the loop that feeds back back into the auto classifier. Uh, someone makes a slight rule change that says, "Oh, if we see these con these words or this pattern, tag it also with this criteria, which we know pushes that further up the relevancy chain and pushes it up the list." So, so what you're really doing is a full kind of closed loop cycle of getting your base keywords originally. Uh, and then seeing how those react and then tweaking your rules on the back end, uh, which then automatically start kind of adjusting the relevancy scales uh, to move the content that you're finding kind of further up that list and you know, optimizing it for search.
0: Well that was that leads us right into my next question. I mean we've been talking about it a little bit. My last question around this the user focus, you know what do you expect of the users? But you know I uh, you're you're starting to talk now about what organizations can do to to really get started optimizing their own uh you know results. Uh, what else can they do?
1: Yeah, I mean I think I think the the other key thing uh, is some level of an of an analytics, right? You need you need some reporting, you need some knowledge of what your users are doing. B Insight has a product that we call smart analytics and it's and it's you know it instruments. I mean think about it. We we talked about earlier the comparison of you know SEO in the w- World Wide Web to SEO behind the firewall. Well right. Google Analytics for websites, you need an analytics package to find out what people are doing on your internet to be able to really make sure that what you're throwing out there is making sense. So what again, so what,
0: it, what kind of data are you are you looking at specifically at the document level? I mean we're not you know when I'm looking at my website analytics, it might be, you know, geography and user technology and those sorts of things. What's what is important to you?
1: I think what's important here is how they found me. What what search they ran, and then what was their patterns after they were provided that result, right? And where did they go? Uh, one of the things that that you can look at and on the on the web and Google Analytics, if you're familiar with it, is you know kind of the the the, the path of the user. Where did what where did they come in? What pages did they look at, and where did they leave? Uh, our smart analytics package looks at that. What did they search for? What did they find? What did they do with it when they found it? And when did they leave? We can actually look into the things that they're doing with the document. Are they previewing it? Are they downloading it? Did they use some filters or refiners? Uh, There's patterns in there that can actually then grade out what we call a search experience. So if you search for a keyword, you looked at the top two items, you found the document, you downloaded it, you left. Uh, That's an A, right? That's the search result we want. Uh, If someone came in, they paged through four and five pages, they spent five minutes looking at the filters. Uh, they never downloaded anything, and they kind of just left. Well, that's likely a D. They, they spent a lot of time, did a lot of searches, didn't find what they're looking for. Uh, and, and knowing that you have those users, this user that was searching for this got an A score. This user that was searching for this got a D score. Is there a difference in their query patterns? Are they asking for things not the right way? Is there a training possibility? Can you go then teach people, here's a better way to ask the search engine? Or can you go back and say, we don't have keywords or taxonomy that speaks to what they were asking for, so we need to go create that. Go back to our auto classifier, have it go find some of this data and populate what they're looking for because it's just an area we didn't optimize. So, having an analytics or having a reporting engine that can show you what people are doing, what their behavior patterns are. What documents are being returned? Uh, that really drives you to be able to then opt- you know, figure out where your holes are and what needs to be optimized.
0: I feel like you've made a pretty good case for the the benefits of doing SEO inside, sort of in in your intranet, inside your portal. But I, I wonder if you could talk about if you don't have a specific client example of of an organization that has truly adopted SEO internally and has truly made uh, great strides in their users uh, being able to find what they need when they. They need it? Uh, what does a best-in-class company look like? What are their traits, and and uh, and how do they stand out in your uh, in your view?
1: You know, best-in-class really depends on uh, you know what it is you're trying to accomplish with your enterprise search, and, and we talked to a lot of different organizations. We talked to, uh, we've worked very closely with a very large pharmaceutical company, uh, and I would consider them best-in-class. Uh, you know, the way that they classify the research and development content, the the discipline that's in their researchers. Uh, a lot of it's driven by regulation, right? They kind of have to, right? When they do a clinical trial, they have to have this kind of information. So so information curation in an organization like that kind of naturally lends itself to they're going to be highly optimized data and they're going to do you know, a really good job and the users are going to be uh, trained to kind of do that. Uh, so, so that's kind of what a best-in-class regulated you know, environment would look like, making sure that you've, you've got the people that kind of understand and own that taxonomy, that are training the end users on what they're are because a lot of times the requirements are more in depth. but I don't want to kind of disqualify the flip side of the organization where maybe you're a smaller organization you've got some knowledge management, right the answer is you don't it, you don't need a team of people you don't need a huge taxonomy. What you need are you know kind of uh, short corrections along the way. you need to start with, some way to get keywords in, in the system. You need to then uh, take those keywords and provide them in some type of a structured format like a taxonomy and a classification. And then you need to kind of sit back, look at what your user's telling you and react to them. So if you can build a closed loop process that lets you uh, you know, identify a process to get the keywords in there, Validate their usage and then feed that back in. You can do it with one person, and you can do a really good job at it. And and in in an organization of that size, you're operating in a kind of a best-in-class way. So it's it's not a one-size-fits-all. It really depends on the the business that you're in, the resources that you have to put to it. But you can do a great job with one person. You can do a great job with a huge team of people. I've also seen a huge team of people do a not so great job. Right. (laughs) So it kind of it kind of flips that way. But I mean as long as you're as long as you kind of have a goal of our search is something that needs that needs care and feeding, and it is. It doesn't need a lot of caring feeding, but it it, it's 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 not something that it can just kind of magically figure out what your people are going to look for and marry that up with what people are contributing. There's, there's a bit of a – someone has to bridge that gap. There's great software. insight has some of it that, that makes that really easy. But it is something that someone needs to take a look at. And as long as you understand that someone needs to take a look at it and you build a good repetitive business process around it, you, you will kind of be doing best in class – whatever you know, level and effort that means to your organization.
0: All right, so let's just say I'm listening to this episode and I have never given any thought to SEO and, and straight up SEO findability of my documents. I need to get started. What's the first thing you recommend I do eight o'clock day one?
1: I would say the first thing you need to do uh, is get a familiarity with your content, get a familiarity with your users and the process that they go through. Because the big thing is is you know getting users to buy in on, even if you're asking them for a little bit of data, Making sure you understand, uh, how, you know how they're structuring that data, how they're submitting it, you know what the things you're going to be asking them for, so they understand. Even if there is a little bit of a disruption in the current process, that it's going to pay off for them tenfold later, and it's going to benefit the organization. So it's it's more of a making sure that you understand how data gets in the system how data gets out of the system and how users kind of work through it because then you can kind of map out your data flow and understand where the where the key points that you need to capture extra data or you need to enrich the data that you have are and from there, you can find the right solutions to go do that. Is it automated? Is it manual? Uh, you know, is it you know? Do I need to build a taxonomy first? Do I already have a taxonomy? Uh, we've got some partners that do some really great off-the-shelf taxonomies that are great. Then get you ninety-five percent of the way there, and you just adjust them to the things that are specific about your business. But until you kind of map out that, that data flow. It's going to be hard to figure out where to start. You'll kind of be spinning in circles.
0: So once you, once you uh, dive into this, you map out your data flow. Let's say you adopt a, a, you know off-the-shelf taxonomy. How long does it take you to start to see results? I mean, is it something that we're expecting weeks for the process to kind of normalize, or is it uh, more immediate?
1: It's more immediate. Um, you know, one of the, the you'll see almost instantaneously if you take an off-the-shelf taxonomy, you put some rules, you go and classify your content. Uh, you can put some automated classification in place that that runs in a matter of you know less than a day. And now you've got you know keywords bubbled up that you didn't have before, and and you can reflect those almost instantly in what we call a refinement panel. So we have a a utility that works in SharePoint, called our Visual Refiners. It's modeled very similar, you know, something everyone is is used to. You go to to go to Amazon and you're searching for something on the left hand side. If you're searching for a computer, uh, it gives you lots of options. Is this a you know uh, you know, laptop? Is this a desktop? Is it an AMD? Is it Intel? Right, that's metadata about the document, and and, a, and a, an auto classification tool based on a taxonomy can pull that type of metadata out. So now, where before you basically just put in your keyword and you got 400 results. You put in your keyword, you got 400 results, and now you have these kind of familiar terms available to you to say, oh, yeah, I am looking for a marketing document. Let me check that box. Uh, And then it's filtered to just marketing documents. Marketing documents are a great example. One of the things you see all the time is is the internal marketing departments classify their documents. You look in the bottom right-hand side, and it'll say something. It'll have a little code. uh, MT dash, you know, nine dash, whatever data sheet, you know, this dash, whatever. Well, a, a classification tool can look for that pattern and say, well, we know that our marketing department uses a two digit code dash, a three digit code dash a number to classify their documents. If you see that pattern, tag it as a marketing document. So that someone comes in and says, I'm looking for a data sheet on this product. And then they see, Oh, marketing documents is a filter. They, they check that box. They hit apply they went from 400 results down to 10 results, far faster for them to find what they're looking for in those 10 results than they did in the 400. And you probably did that in a matter of a couple of days.
0: This has been fantastic, uh, Sean. Have I missed anything? Anything you particularly feel like we need to talk about before we uh, sign off?
1: No, I, I would just say that that you know, kind of tying it back into the beginning. I mean, I, I would say that you know, SEO for the web is far more complicated and daunting than SEO for your intranet. You know given some of the things that we talked about, so uh, I would just say that if if people aren't uh, focusing on it, it's definitely something to look into and and I wouldn't get, you know, let it intimidate you because there's some really great tools, tips and techniques out there to kind of, you know, make it effective, make it quick and make it easy to manage.
0: Great advice and guidance from Sean Coleman, our chief customer officer at BA Insight. Thank you so much for taking the time today uh, to to uh, lead us through this process, Sean. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us and downloading. Don't forget you can listen to the show anytime over at bainsight.com or subscribe for free in iTunes or your podcast application. Of choice. We'll catch you next week on Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight.